Shut up, I love it. Hello, everybody. I am Joe Cabello, and I am here with Sasha Filer. And this is Shut Up. I love it. I love it. You love it? Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the podcast where we have guests come on and talk about something that is maybe unknown, maybe disliked, maybe underrated, forgotten, maybe. Forgotten could mm-hmm. even be true, but they want to say, everybody, shut up. I love it. They want to say it, and they are today a Los Angeles actor from Minnesota who is a lover of all things escapism and a self-proclaimed expert on whiskey. Yeah. Welcome, David Horn. I Shut up! Thank you. Welcome. There we go. Very uh, rude, but fitting. I'm going to start the bar like very low. And then I'm just going to try to be more charming as this goes. I'll be like, I hate him. No, I actually think he's got a point now. You like to dig yourself a you hole to get yeah. out of. <laughs> I know you for a few years, and uh, you're a very charming individual, so I'm not oh. worried on that On that end. What I am worried about is uh, nothing. Oh. Uh, the world. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Wow, I was like, tell me, because I should be worried, too. The world. The That's state like of the your, world. Sit down with your therapist and say, guess what? We got nothing this week. <laughs> oh my you could have that money. You know, therapy doesn't really work on me because I just want to like talk about things that are somewhat bothersome, but not like the real bothersome. Stuff. I have that problem where it's oh. like, I've got mm-hmm. problems, but are they really? Mm-hmm. Like, does anyone care about my <laughs> what I got going on? David, are you here to defend therapy? I mean, <laughs> I would be the worst person to do it since I've never taken <laughs> even a second of therapy. Uh, oh yeah okay Which i know they, i seem really well commonly, adjusted they sell it in seconds yeah <laughs> would you like the 12 second package or the full 60 minutes it's like the massage kiosks at like a mall where it's like come sit down quick you pay for a minute for every five bucks your uh, wife just got in forever 21 she'll be out in 20 minutes let's fix your daddy issues yeah. oh my god the world of the future yeah david what are you here to talk about i am today? here to uh talk about avatar the last airbender which Ooh. uh when we first approached me and we're like what are some things you're passionate about not physically just in case anybody cares yes no. very distantly Social over distance. uh the <laughs> email uh i'd thrown you a couple options and they were maybe a little bit harder to approach and see, like, in my circle, uh, Avatar, mm. The Last Airbender, doesn't need defending, because me right. and my friends know how great it is. But even just talking to my roommate, she's like, what the hell is it? You're talking about a children's show. And then I get a little bit of booze in me. And I'm like, let me tell you why this is great. Like, sit right. down. <laughs> yeah, that is what I wanted to, uh, to really ask, because I like these types of ones. They're interesting, because this isn't necessarily, like, this is a very well-rated show. Yeah, I'm yeah. not really dying on a I'm very uh, scandalous hill here, but but I think there it, is there is a group of people, or there is a lot of people who would just be like, yeah, this is just a kid show, or they would overlook it. So I assume that's what you come to. Yeah, come come with us. And I also had another question: Do I need to have seen Avatar: The First Bender to understand Avatar: The Last? <laughs> There's, it's it's out. like Doctor Who. You need to uh, watch like the '60s version all the way to like the next like 500 episodes that have come out up until recently. I mean, now, you're gonna miss so much. <laughs> Sounds like you're safe, Joe. But David, tell us. So, um, 
what is the first of all this this like when did the show come out right it came out in like the early ish or like oh five yeah, yeah. It, the like it's funny because this show I remember going over to my friend's house in high school and her two little brothers who were like maybe like five and ten mm. at the time were watching it and so it for me for years was like this is a show for my friend's little brothers like it was on Nickelodeon far past I was uh, when I was watching Nickelodeon, uh, so it's it's always had that sort of like an older kids show that had a kind of resurgence in popularity when it was first on Netflix, and then now uh, you know I think they let it loose probably two months ago and like uh, okay August so that was on a- Netflix again, so it's had Got a second it. resurgence. That's kind of why it's All on right. the forefront. Okay, of my so mind. tell when were you? When did you become a fan of the show? Then, if the show came out in 05, you probably saw. I became a fan of it, which must have been like 2010. Uh, I was in my college housing with five roommates of guys, and this was when Netflix streaming was still relatively new. Mm-hmm. But you, if you've ever been there, where you have a room full of people trying to decide what you're going to watch on a random weekend night we're just like throw something on when we're gonna do homework or whatever like no one can decide on anything and like one of my we were been like maybe like a half hour of trying to decide if we were gonna watch something funny or serious and mm-hmm. blah 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 and then we just got into an argument my friend's like fuck it i'm playing this and he just played we were like huh, wouldn't it be funny if we watch this all the way through and then like five episodes then we're like we're watching this all the way through and so was the friend already a big fan of the show nope no no! Nope. Wow, it was okay, seemed cool. It was like I'm going to put this on as a prank, and then jokes on all of us. Now everyone, <laughs> everyone in that house was hooked. <laughs> so, what is the premise of this show? David? So, this is. Let me first say that it is still a kids' show, uh, but mm-hmm. it is a story. It's a, a story in a world where there are uh, people who can bend energies uh, of the four elements: earth, fire. Uh, wind and uh, water. Um, that's just what you need to know in the world. There is a single avatar who is the master of all four elements, and similar to like the Dalai Lama or uh, like just a, a, a reincarnation in like Hinduism, uh, when the one avatar dies, it is reincarnated mm-hmm. in the cycle in another uh, bender. Uh, so what happens is a hundred years ago the avatar disappeared and when the avatar disappeared the fire nation uh attacks the world and kind of like takes over everything they kind of become the evil empire Very games of thrones yeah kind of, definitely yeah. Mm-hmm. there are some notes of that in this mm-hmm. series for sure uh, not and, to say it ripped it off in any way <laughs> but just it's similar vibe if yeah. you like game of thrones oh yeah it there's uh so i'm a big like fantasy book nerd mm-hmm. myself too and just yeah, Lord of the Rings was one of the books he pitched to me, <laughs> and I was like, "This is just too beloved oh. universally for us." And, but I, and, and but it wasn't I even like Lord of the Rings. I was like, "I want to go deep into the Silmarillion." Oh, gotcha. We're talking second the age. Silmarillion, I could see yeah. that. Yeah, like we're yeah, gonna go into Illyrian. But then I would have to read the whole Silmarillion again, and I've read it in Russian when I was like I eleven years it. old. I don't want to read it even. It's a textbook. It's a history mm. book. So, I loved it when I was like literal, but in Russian. Yeah. What that, what that was like, yeah. They change everything. They change everything. <laughs> there are a lot of Baba Yagas in there. No, there aren't. Uh, so, okay. So, cool. So, this is like a very mythology heavy show, right? Very. Uh, in um, a fictional universe, uh, a time long, long ago, 
no electricity or any of that stuff. Magic is a very pervasive part uh, of the world. Uh, and very, like, um, chosen one type of right? yeah. like show. Which a I always of- enjoy. I, I don't know what it is like. Not, not to reveal how I feel about the show yet, but it is a thing of, like... The chosen one like seems to always appeal to me. Like maybe it's like some selfishness. Oh, totally. But I do like that mythology. Yeah, some people like that, like hero's journey type mm-hmm. chosen one, and a lot of people also like balk at the idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, but I love it. Like that's why Harry Potter to me is like, well, of course, like it's it's like freaking best. And because I think there's something about when you have a character who knows they have pressure on them, seeing how you perform under pressure, uh, mm-hmm. and like maybe we can all relate to this as performers ourselves is like whether it's on an improv team or uh you know whatever creative endeavor you're taking you're like yeah (laughs) you're like oh i need i want to be there for people and Mm -hmm. that's very much what the avatar role is is the protector of all people and then in the story he's gone for a hundred years the hundred year war breaks out and things aren't good so he comes back essentially he's frozen in an ice block you can find that right. It's, so one. I actually, because you, David, told us to watch three episodes, which usually is the case when we get like a TV show um, introduced in, in, in this podcast. Um, and but I also want to watch the pilot. Like the pilot wasn't mm-hmm. one of the you know the episodes you brought up, but uh, I had to watch the pilot. And I have to say right away, like the pilot, not, maybe not surprisingly, is the weakest of all the episodes. Yeah. That you've oh, given me. for sure. It, it falls. This show falls yeah. into the category of a lot of shows I recommend to people, where I'm like, give it to like episode mm-hmm. four when you kind like they're not doing the very base level, like setting everything up, and you actually get to start to explore <sighs> the world and explore. But yeah, the and as a person who's just like writing, you know, pilots all day, <laughs> I. It, you know samples and stuff like that for future jobs i mean it it is such a pain in the ass right to make a good pilot and it's like exactly a proof i think was like for me to watch this pilot and be like all right like i was just so distracted it was just like hard to even get into it yeah Um, i think it's the most child show of it Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i've wrecked like that's part of the reason I didn't recommend it to you. I'm like, well, I should probably recommend the pilot so they know the basis of everything no, going on. But that was smart because like, uh, <laughs> then we watched it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I figured I would. And I know I've seen some of it before, maybe the pilot. Yeah, I was so going to ask you, Joe. So you have uh, familiarity with the show, right? Yeah, I'm very familiar with it. I think from when it first came out, I just didn't uh, didn't watch it. It wasn't much interested. Well, you were four years old when it came out. Oh, uh, yes. Very, I'm very young. You were my <laughs> friend's little brother. <laughs> that was you the whole time in Minnesota. I looked yeah. up to you. I, I was rooting, <laughs> rooting for you guys to stay friends. Uh, yeah, so I never really watched it. I had a lot of friends who were into it. Said it was great from the get go, um, but just never really got into it. And this was my the most I've gotten into watching it was what I the like four episodes or like I think I ended up watching maybe five episodes. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I did s- generally not really appreciate it because I felt like anything it had to offer, I had already gotten for decades with anime. All right, there you go. I, Hot that, take that right a, away. Yeah. Let's get to it. Yeah, so, okay, why not? We, we've got to follow a little bit different uh, uh, tr- strategy this time of conversation. So, yeah, so, Joe, yeah, you did express to me the hot take even on the text messaging, like, there is a point of view and I don't know how imbo- how much you embody this point of view that this is like a sort of like a appropriation or a rip off of 
actual anime, right? I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go okay. aggressively that way. <laughs> He wasn't a dick about it, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. I'm yeah, just trying I, I to make it. I think someone could. I've heard that argument. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like a rip off. I don't think that even works. Like anime is too big <laughs> of an art style, and like it's too big to not rip off. Mm-hmm. And so that's not even the right word. I don't think it's aggressive like that. It's that what the show seems to offer for people is it is a little bit more dense and mature mm-hmm. and emotional than what you might expect from a kid's show. And I think that's really more a rip on uh, American kids' TV. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which has, is, has been just the most... Like, it's to sell toys. Decades of it was just to sell toys to this day. Now it's kind of opened up a lot more to not be that. Um, But as far as having that, like, emotional depth, all these interesting qualities to it, that is something that I had been just watching with anime that I had been too young to even watch when I was young. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't, uh, there was no itch to be satisfied by this show. Mm -hmm. What about Miyazaki? Um you know, were you into Miyazaki at all? Like, when you were into Anime Joe, or no? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, I always think of him as a little bit like, yes, he's under the same umbrella of the anime, but he, like, deserves his own niche, like, to mention him. Like, his stuff. Yeah. What about you, David? Are you, um, like, an anime fan other- outside of this, or? Um, I am, but I'm not a super fan. Uh, gotcha. One of the things that I will tell people about Avatar that it's almost like anime light or American anime. Like, like it doesn't have some of the typical tropes, but like, I would agree with you. There's uh, the animator and the creator, uh, both are big fans of anime and they were saying that that was definitely their big inspiration. Um, yeah. It's no doubt their filter. of yeah. that just not even, I don't even think they were trying. Yeah. They just like, well, if you've watched anime, like even my uh, my comic Robot Black Belt Champion shout out is <laughs> shout incredibly out. anime and manga inspired. Why? Because that's what I grew up on. Right. Sure. It's like it, you can't uh, disconnect it's in your yourself from DNA, it. DNA, right? It's in your bones. So when you sit Dino down and you write something, <laughs> exactly. What is it? But uh, <laughs> I've, I've I like and I've watched um like uh, Miyazaki. I mean. Mm-hmm the goat uh but like i've dabbled in like samurai champloo and then maybe you guys have had somewhat of the same experience where uh uh toonami on cartoon network was like a big part of like me you know coming home from school uh watching gundam watching uh dragon dbz like you know so the more approachable that was definitely uh yeah a big thing but i'll tell you i'll just give you this i think i was maybe eight or nine and PBS would play mm. anime Whoa. on Sunday nights after 10. PBS? Wow, and you were up. Yeah, I was up. I, I would watch it, and they mm-hmm. played Robotech. And in Robotech, there's, like, one of the main characters, a beloved character, Roy Foker. He uh, is in a fight, like an airplane fight. It's like an airplane mech thing. Sure. Uh, he's waiting to, like, return from battle to see the love of his life and like have a romantic night they do and he's like a little tired from his battle it cuts to someone checking up on a ship and wiping up just gallons of blood from his seat and then cut to he's dead on his girlfriend or wife's couch on pbs (laughs) yeah because this was like robotech just was that and then they were airing it sure 
<laughs> so this is like at an early age I was watching cartoons where that was happening where I was seeing a character knowing he was gonna die but instead of like trying to have the shot to go to the hospital he just wanted to see his uh, girlfriend wife I forget what it was for one last time play guitar for her while she makes dinner and die oh man so as to say like that's kind of the anime I was <laughs> watching so like when <laughs> that it was, was the like, ground floor yeah animation that is uh emotionally <laughs> dense and uh it's, yeah i'm with it <laughs> yeah so yeah my base for anime is very uh, or animation like honestly even like as i say that it sounds insane but like adult animation is pretty small like i'm not talking like sitcoms or robot chicken i'm just saying like like yeah like something like story dance like r- real you know like epics epic sort of you know stories like i mean what came to mind in comparison to today's topic was a little bit of like steven universe which of course is a kids show Ooh, another really great topic i think for this podcast so if y'all listening want to come onto this podcast let us know <laughs> I, think if, I think if steven universe was animated like more like uh uh avatar i think we would be have it would be compared more to anime Mm-hmm. Definitely, because it is more um, reliant on the storyboarding, right? Like, is that is that is that one of the reasons? Because there's a lot of like a dense writing, and I think David, you said like one of the reasons why you want to talk about this show, Avatar: The Last Airbender, was because the storytelling is so tight, right? And like I think with Steven Universe, and of course the shorter episodes, they're like ten, eleven minutes long, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of like they just start by drawing like same as samurai jack right so they they just draw things and then like they decide the the actual lines or they fill in the pages um, mm-hmm. after that um so what i was saying i guess is that uh um yeah like so so steven university me there was one thing like one show that i really come com- compared because there's nothing else going on but in the sense that like it is an american kids show with a heavy anime influence mm-hmm. and i think that's how this show was pitched avatar because i mean it probably i, I don't yeah, know how much i think uh, steven universe as far as animation style it's nowhere near really anime influenced there's uh, to me it's very cal arts style which is a specific <laughs> art style uh but well I, that's I just my uh, theme- yeah shows my little knowledge of anime but to me like miyazaki of course is like the one source that i'm like okay totally. yeah that's miyazaki that's legi- legitimate once but um mm-hmm. go ahead i would say like one thing that like i just it, it just and when i when i try to like ex- get people to watch the show who are just not cartoon fans uh it's i i, I love cartoons and again why i love like escapist like fantasy novels is because uh cartoons you can do what the fuck ever like you're not bound to the rules of physics type of thing and i think for people who don't watch uh cartoons or anime or any of that stuff that's something that they don't usually look for so when i try to tell people like 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 shows like uh futurama are fantastic uh uh, cartoons because they take advantage of the fact that they're not beholden to the rules of like you know a mm-hmm. single family family sitcom type thing. Uh, yeah. This but like, if you take sorry and then, and then you take like just to c- compare it to F is for Family, right? The yeah. reason that show exists is because the famous person's behind it, <laughs> behind it. But it could honestly be just live action. Even, totally. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's some things that they will like throw a little extra thing in there, mm-hmm. but it's never like it's like this could have been acted, mm-hmm. but you know, just cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like just having uh like when people be like, oh, you only read like fantasy, or you only watch these certain things that are uh, could be viewed as like that's for kids or whatever. I want the uh, listeners to know that this is being recorded two days after the very first uh, presidential debate, and so people are like, why do you just like do this escapism stuff? And I want to be like, you see that because that's reality yeah, and that fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we live in the age when I don't think anybody is gonna blame you for escapism anymore yeah. because we're just yeah. like all fucked. Oh, yeah. But um, I think part of this is not only a, a shut up, I love it, of Avatar The Last Airbender, but also of uh, children's cartoons or maybe mm-hmm. animation in general, because I think that's a hurdle many people would be hard to get over to even watch the show or any animation. I know uh, my girlfriend does not like watching animation. That isn't to say I won't force one on her. <laughs> and then she's like, hey, that was really good. But, Getting you know, glimpse. we all have our things like that where I don't really like period pieces that much. So most of the time I say no if someone were to ask to watch it. What did you think of the favorite? One of the it wasn't my favorite. Um, oh, dude, that's like one <laughs> exception to me because I also not going to watch some period drama like people I did like it. Dresses. Fucking, oh my God, I loved the favorite. Oh, maybe that's what I should come on the show and <laughs> come onto the show and talk about Oscar it. nominee Did the favorite <sighs> I love it but like I, like even with shows that are like real for me like uh, you're saying like period pieces uh, like like I love the great uh, because it's like great, this is his, yeah it's historical and I, and fiction but we're gonna like really kind of yeah, fuck around with the, the reality of it Totally, and I thought I would like it too because Tony McNamara, I think the screenwriter, same for the favorite, wrote that mm-hmm. uh, show, and I was just like, we watched it. My, my husband and I watched it, and we're like, so we get exactly what every episode of this is gonna be, um, and it's not as weird as the favorite. And for some reason, it's that comparison that we're like, we're hoping would be more tight, mm-hmm. wasn't there, and we're just like. Like it's not good enough. Like I thought it was watch. weirder than the favorite. I felt like it was the so. fa- too fast, too furious, <laughs> to the <laughs> favorites, no, fast yeah. and no, furious. No, I thought the tone <laughs> was like so much more interesting and unique. Of course, um, what's the director's name? Jesus Christ, uh, Yorgos. Yorgos, yeah, Yorgos. Yorgos. Like I mean, Yorgos is insane. Like he's the best. But we're not here to talk about Yorgos, though. I could talk about Yorgos all day. So <laughs> I know. What are we doing? Let's, yeah. let's talk <laughs> about some of these episodes. Let's get into this episode. So one episode, right? You recommended us to watch season one, episode four, mm-hmm. Warriors of... Of Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi. Yes. And I do want to uh, tee you up for a question later, just to think about like somebody who is like me, who's more of an anime nerd. Mm-hmm. And, Represent you know, that. there's... There's dozens of animes they still need to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, what might send them here? You don't have to answer that now. In fact, don't. But sure. I just want to tee up for that later. Let's talk about the Warriors of Spoilers Kiyoshi. alert for everything. Like, we're going to talk about real deep. So if you want to watch... Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, episode, should I keep some stuff back. down low or my pretty... I think it's unleashed. okay. The show's 15 years old. <laughs> I, think I know, but we're very, very careful here at Shut Up, I Love It. Because I know, like, I get very hurt when I hear... Uh, uh, reveals that might be old, but I've never seen the thing, and I want to check it, it out. Mm-hmm. So but they should know. Go watch Worries of Kiyoshi, and then come yeah. do it. It's on Netflix. You probably have the subscription. Yeah. So um, 
or you're not you don't because if you if you don't you're doing quarantine wrong yeah and shout out <laughs> to you my international friend we have them quite a few yeah david please tell us um why did you choose this episode um for one of your three top favorites so uh this one i think is great because it kind of is to me where we're start getting into the like setup of the story and we actually get into the story of it uh you do get like some of the history of like who like Avatar Kyoshi was the Avatar two Avatars ago whatever, um, but it is a perfect balance for me of like them starting their uh, throwing in some more mature themes and just good or not even more mature themes just good life lessons that kids should start to pay attention to and if you guys know if you remember the episode uh, Sokka who is comes from a very uh, like tribal place in the south. So f- for those of you who don't know, the waterbenders are based on like Inuit, um, uh, like tribes. Uh, yeah, in the shout north out and Siberian culture. Yeah, yeah and say I thought that you'd mm-hmm. feel right at home watching mm-hmm. that pilot. Bearing straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and TV show alone. Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, Sokka is a that mm-hmm. kind of like he had to be he was like the chief son and he's like what can a woman do that uh he's a little douchey there like in yeah. That episode. yeah this yeah, is yeah, the yeah. feminist episode definitely sure. so they, feminist which is a theme that keeps their, up through it yeah, yeah they they threw their uh their flag down early and said hey these are our values definitely yeah so saka is like the one of the three like top you know three main characters mm-hmm. but he is like the most um sort of imperfect like he's like this He's like the third wheel to this. He's not a bender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the foil, really, of the like mm-hmm. three of them. Mm-hmm. He's the comedic relief, though. Ang himself is goofy and childlike because mm-hmm. it's because of his age. But like Sokka is like the wisecracking, you know. Yeah, and he ball. gets learned. Like he he learns lessons like more than maybe even other characters in this like very like hey, don't be a dick mm-hmm. kind of Especially way. in the beginning. And, and I'm not saying that like mm-hmm. Avatar: The Last Airbender is the first show to be like hey women can do things too you know yeah it, there there is like a, ri- a rich history and dude it's like never enough those episodes, though right? like that's but the thing like it just like it's it, always it, shocking it's like oh yeah it's it's like we could use more like especially I'm for a, a kid's feminist show. i'm writing with very feminist which i don't like what very very crude and very feminist uh, pi- uh like um animated pilot myself so it's it's just like that's what's going on and it's like that's what's and it's pretty cool that it's, you know, however, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And it's a lesson was... that hasn't taken hold in 100% of Americans uh, <laughs> yeah. worldwide. So it's a lesson that Hell needs no. to keep getting hit. Uh, but in, in the episode, uh, there are these Kiyoshi warriors who they're not benders, but they are martial artists. Uh, and they are um, almost like kabuki-style makeup, uh, mm-hmm. big flowing uh, robes. And so he sees them fighting and he's like, what can you do with your fan and dress that I can't do with my like boomerang and... Uh, you know, my manly strength or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he just goes and gets his ass kicked time and time again. And it's in a comedic, playful way. But he yeah, does have a mm-hmm. sincere, humbling moment, like, where he, like, kind of is like, I was a jackass. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, I could learn so much from you. And then yeah, he and simps. I- and then he simps Horde, which uh, <laughs> him and uh, Suki become a, an item in, like, season three or so. Oh it, so, it, it is. Yeah, it is yeah. cool because, uh, yeah, like we see this character being kind of like a dick here, mm-hmm. especially like if you're coming in hot, like not knowing the show. Because just to complete quickly, like this, like so the three main characters, then his sister, right, Katara, mm-hmm. 
she's like the female lead. Very uh, uh, she's a little ma- bit motherly. Younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very like uh, soothing and believes in like the good of the world, like like that people lead with their good foot. Like she's just like very kind. Yes. Um, and then, so the third character that is the sort of the title, uh, almost titular uh, cal- character to the show is Aang, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the is Avatar the, who is frozen? The new and... Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like the weird kid, mm-hmm. but like. Maybe like enlightened kid is another way to put it. So that's like he's the, uh, yeah. the, f- the the wise fool. Like yeah, kind of the Yoda. And it's like this kid, this goofy kid, is going to, like they say in the uh, title sequence, is Hang uh, is going to save the world. And so they kind of do a good job being like this. This is the one. Like this is who we have. But he is. Uh, if we want to get really into like the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of each, uh, one thing that's super cool is each of the airbending or each of the bending styles and uh kind of ethnic ethnicities or uh cultures have a lot of influence of different um uh asian cultures and philosophies and that tie to their bending style so sasha when you're saying uh that katara who is a waterbender uh is very soothing and motherly um a big thing about waterbenders is that they're they have the power to heal um, they their fighting style that, that you see animated is based on Tai Chi, which is a re, it's not about power; it's about redirecting someone else's power, mm-hmm. um, redirecting someone else's energy. Um, Spoiler alert for the third episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna discuss here. Oh my god! Oh yeah, you just get ready, mm-hmm. y'all kids. And uh, mm-hmm. like Aang with the Airbender, Airbending is the uh, element of freedom. Uh, they are based off of uh, like Tibetan monks. They are pacifists. He uh, looks like a Tibetan monk, like a little Tibetan monk kid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's the orange. Totally, mm-hmm. uh, almost like Shaolin style. But mm-hmm. like, and their fighting style is basically a non-fighting style. It's a uh, based on uh, what's it called? It's based on a. Uh, type of martial art that's about like circular movements and constant momentum. It's like the wind. Joe, uh, come on, you gotta. Uh, I think I, I had know. it written down. Right. So it's like we'll it's like Bagua. Professional in the audience. Bagua uh, in the, or something. In the, in the room here, but he doesn't. <laughs> All right. Korean martial arts are my thing. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Uh, so then, yeah, and then and then and then, so that's air. So that's uh, air, water. and mm-hmm. like when you say like him being the wise fool. Uh, mm-hmm. They say, like, because they kind of have a thing of freedom, they're known of having good senses of humor. They are very playful as a species. They don't have, or species as a culture. They don't yeah. have a formal military. They're all vegetarian. Uh, it's They're probably the most spiritual of all of the mm-hmm. uh, four nations. Um, but like when yeah. you say, say him as, like, the wise fool, I think that really hits home with... And, yeah, no... Um I agree, and and then he falls for Katara like right away. Like he's like I think in the pilot, he's like smitten by her. He's yeah. in love with her, which is very cute because I think she's like a little older than him. Like in this sense, even though of course he's like the reincarnated. I think like, he's nine and soul. she's like fourteen or something, or, or twelve yeah, or something like that. Something, They're kids, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but he like treasures her, and they definitely see that in the pilot. And so while you know Sako's right, Sako's. Saka, yeah. Saka's fighting with the uh, Kiroshi warriors, like learning from them. Like he's not as big of a shot as he thought he was. That's sort of like a B story. I feel like maybe like right. It's like more mm. of like the punchy, like funny, like oh, 
easy. We know how it's going to go. He's going to get his ass kicked. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's a moment of him, okay, like a resolution, like, I know I suck, and then please teach me. Yeah. Uh, But then the A story is what? Like, it has to do always with the kid, with Aang. Definitely. He's going to be the A storyline, I think, in like 99% or 90% Mm -hmm. of the uh, episodes. But, like, uh, like, I think this is where you start to see him kind of like realizing like the pressures that he's under um i uh, one of my favorite moments in the show is in this episode where uh he shows up as the avatar and mm-hmm. someone in the crowd of the island just like starts freaking out and like starts frothing at the mouth and faints like oh. and i think and it's they they call back to that later in the show mm-hmm. uh but you, that is definitely a storyline. There is romance. It's definitely not the... It's something that's played out throughout the three uh, seasons that exist. Um, but it's not, like, the main thing. But I and think... It's mostly for the boys. I feel like the show. As much as I want it to be, like, it's for both. Like, mm-hmm. you know, girls and boys. Um, I, I think it is definitely a little bit more geared towards, like, the boys. The definitely in the, in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> Go for Legend it. of Korra. Tell that was for the girls, it. I guess. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, that's True. the... That's a great one. And oh, that one's more so mature good. for sure, but also I think it's just as just as good. Yeah, well, so... Th- this episode mm-hmm. out of the three of seems mm-hmm. like the most kid show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which mm-hmm. I'm also not surprised because, you know, Early the show on. goes on and then it's like mm-hmm. they can stretch their legs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it definitely felt like it had all the staples of a kid's show episode, like main characters learning a lesson that we've kind of maybe seen yeah in other shows before this was um, an episode i recommended to kind of take place of the pilot like and then like the mm-hmm, two uh, just mm-hmm. so you can be like okay let's stop watch the pilot yeah, yeah it works like that <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh, it was like the closest to me to like what again in my library of what i've seen is closest to steven universe in that like that tone right so the tone is very a beat there's no point that you think like somebody's gonna like die or something horrible is gonna happen something is gonna get hurt it's a lot of like like he has fans like Aang gets like a bunch of girls who like <laughs> become right like is this episode. oh they're simping well, yeah. over him yeah yeah it gets he <laughs> gets to his head is basically his storyline like he gets so confident so yeah. and he gets mm-hmm. humbled every the whole episode's about getting humbled and mm-hmm. yeah because while uh, this is very interesting actually I think because while Sokka has to deal with like he already he, he kind of comes you know his personality he has shortcomings right and he needs to fix them throughout the the show mm-hmm. like okay he thinks girls are inferior to boys and so like yeah. that's the biggest thing he has to work out mm-hmm. Aang of course is more of an ancient soul he's mature soul like he's of the old soul born into this like you know little boy's body and he doesn't have a lot of information about the world but he is truly connected to the core of, like, we are all connected and all this other, like, sort of universal Zen knowledge, yeah. right? But he's not perfect either. Mm-hmm. Because a person in that position who is put in this, like, oh, my God, like, you're on the pedestal since you're, like, found and you discovered, right? He's going to have to deal with certain demons. And, of course, the next episode we're going to discuss is a lot about him dealing with his demons. Oh, my God, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. because it is a very <laughs> psychedelic episode. Yeah, and um, so while while in Warriors of Kiyoshi, Aang deals with maybe like Joe saying like fame got into his head a little bit, mm-hmm. something that of it's course it's a very any, light, it's a very light, light very light, totally. Tone, yes, 
when we get into what season is, I guess, let me see. And the before we get too season far past two. it mm-hmm. with uh, yeah. that uh, first episode with Kiyoshi, uh, you get a little taste of Zuko, uh, who is maybe one of the best characters, I think, that have has mm-hmm. been written. Um, Who's Zuko? Tell us. He's yeah. the Fire Lord's son with a scar mm-hmm. across his eye. He, mm-hmm. in that episode, it's kind of almost uh, simplistic, like, he's a bad guy, I'm going to catch you. Uh, Avatar, if it's the last thing I do, like, you know, almost, uh, like, over, overly simplified. Uh, but the heroes, so you get a, that version of him, and then I think in this episode, you get a much more complex version of yeah. him. He goes the through next, the truest, the one. yeah, he goes through so, the truest journey. <laughs> just because we're going to go episode by episode, I just want to, like, kind of go to my feelings. So when I watched the pilot, I was like distracted like look <laughs> quarantine has been hard on me i have my phone in my hands the entire time totally so Same. i was like you know like <laughs> so i was like watching the show but then i'm also like checking wikipedia or doing some other sh- like i'm not on social media anymore like mm-hmm. but like i'm doing other stuff that i'm she like, actually well, my- jo- rejoined social media while watching <laughs> the pilot. She's like, you know what? Now's a good time. To I start an OnlyFans. Fuck. Or my I'm, husband yeah. sees me watching stuff like this. It's like I'm embarrassed because he's like, you are not watching it. You are on your phone. So anyway, like, so, but I digested the pilot. I was very like, okay, let's see what we got into this. Then I watch Kiyoshi and I start being interested because I really like this whole like fame and Aang dealing with fame. Um, subplot and i'm like wow it's a very feminist and very like elegant episode you know and it's light-hearted this is kind of a steven university um mm-hmm. because it has a lot of heart and then and then we watch the next episode i don't know is the time could we t- so what is the next yeah, oh, for let sure. me just give one one shout one out to more. the kiyoshi warriors kiyoshi. before we go i think it's Let's an interesting it. i always find it interesting when you have a like a female warriors and they're balancing both doing uh, typical female things like they have to wear makeup they dress up more than any other warrior would but they're also really great fighting so they don't denounce this whole side of being feminine maybe yeah um i always find that kind of interesting i thought that was cool of the kiyoshi warriors like you don't need to rob yourself of this other thing but it can be be uh in service to your masculinity or fighting they, I mean, and they make Sokka put on the dress and the makeup when they train him. Like it's and he cool. looked really good. Yeah. I don't Super know cool. why. Yeah. Awoken a lot. Like <laughs> a lot of it drag stars episode. were born after that episode. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, okay. So then I watched the second episode, which is uh, season two. Episode we do quite a jump. Eighteen. You said twenty. It's eighteen. I think whatever. It's season finale. It's a right? double it's episode, right? It's an hour long. I watched the double. You didn't watch both of them. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, season finale that showcases some of the cooler fight animation, as you put it, David. Yeah, and, uh, and has Strikes Empire Strikes Back, Back vibes. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so this is where I put a phone away, and I'm like, oh my god, like, it could be very didactic and not interesting, but they make it awesome, the whole chakra, chakra conversation. And mm-hmm. as a person who just graduated a couple of months ago with the yoga and uh, yoga instructor uh, degree, there was a whole conversation about chakras in class, guys. Yeah. Yoga teacher training, which is something I did, wasn't looking forward to because I'm more of like, you know, how do we, you know, explore the postures and adjust, mm-hmm. you know, that with the breathing, whatever, more the physical side. Oh my God, like everybody was crying in the chakras class because when you really start talking about the things that, I don't know, it's, it's almost like if you really start talking about chakras in the depth, 
a lot of times I think you do start getting emotionally triggered in a certain context because yeah. it's the ancient knowledge and maybe that's why you're like oh throat chakra so when I say tell lies it blocks my throat chakra and I something I want to work on like something people say in teacher training and I want to you know like work on this like because you know I, I i feel like yeah like this is where my problem lies or or i'm constantly in fear this is my root chakra or something like that and for, for a long time i thought it was a lot of gobbledygook but then like it, it really there's not a lot of that in your uh siberian upbringing that wasn't part of your oh God, childhood no. i mean you know like my Siberian upbringing was god doesn't exist neither does does santa claus and, you're like, <laughs> and you barely exist yeah you barely exist uh and we're all gonna die yeah so uh so it is I, I put the phone away watching this episode and i'm like this is really cool mm -hmm. so this is when sort of in the hero's journey right like joe already mentioned this concept we get to see maybe one off or maybe the mentor of a ang's right um so uncle iroh yoda yeah the yoda. uh uncle iroh is actually uh prince zuko's uncle um, he is an ex-general or a, a kind of infamous general of the Fire Nation. Uh, his son died in a big battle, kind of like put all like the, the general. That's the guy away. with the beard, not the Indian dude, right? Yeah, You're the guy with the beard. Uh, yeah, the, the Indian dude's the Yoda. Oh, okay. Right, Sorry, yeah. Right, 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 right. Because the uncle, though, I do want to. I'm happy you're talking about the uncle because Great he's character. voiced mm -hmm. by like he's an amazing character. Mako, and like Mako. in the pilot, they were like he's a bad guy, and I'm like I don't know, is he a bad guy? And of course, he's a good guy. Yeah. And he's voiced by like the best actor of all time, who played um, Aku yeah. in Samurai Jack. Mm -hmm. The uh, late actor um, uh, Mako. It's, it's M A K O. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, yeah, Mako, a cool voice actor. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's um, okay. That the dude's name is. Oh, they're not saying okay. Oh yeah, yeah, Mako <laughs> Iwamatsu. Mako Iwamatsu, um, freaking amazing. And so yeah, so that's one of the mentors. That that's true, David. Like mm -hmm. he stays throughout the whole series, right? Yes. As the mentor to um, Aang. But then there's another mentor in this particular episode. Yeah, and he only exists really uh, in these two episodes, um, okay, okay. which is a thing that I think is another just layer of coolness about this show. And I am by someone who's by no means qualified to talk about this as a white man from the Midwest, but it's <laughs> like representation matters, especially of things that we probably don't really see of, uh, especially on like a Nickelodeon primetime show, uh, you know, uh, East Asian cultures uh and they you know a lot of um cult, you know the cult, uh, east asian cultures represented as far as like uh like i was saying with like the kind of uh tibetan monks or inuit tribes and then here they kind of do like this is our representation of like a hinduist uh you know perspective and that's it's it's thrown in there i think very tastefully and i think in that same sense of freedom uh, in spirituality that comes with it, like brings humor. Like he is like the Yoda mm -hmm. type. He is like I, he's the most spiritual like being ever. Who has sat and waited for years for uh, at the Avatar to show mm -hmm. up at this one spot, and he still got a sense of humor about it. Well, and yeah. he kind of like beats out Ang's silliness. He's yeah. Ang 2.0 to where even <laughs> Ang's like, "Damn, dude, I'm just trying to <laughs> do my thing." Yeah, I'm just trying to unlock the Avatar state, my man. 
uh, but that that was like when I was really locking in, like yeah, Empire, I, I get you. And then there was plenty of other moments that are very Empire-y, especially it, it, in the first half of the hour. Yeah, and and one of the things I think is to this show's strength is they knew pretty early on that it was only going to be three seasons, mm. uh, so they kind of were able to chart how the show was going to go. And I think doing this, like, hey, the two thirds mark, we're going to end on a pretty bummer note. So mm-hmm. we can kind of mm-hmm. build our way back up out of it. Uh, yeah, so Aang learns... So there's, like, the bigger story happening that I wasn't really caught up on, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was jumping through episodes um, where yeah. Katara is where? And she's with the Fire Nation at this point? or she, yeah. So she's been... Uh, so she was kidnapped with Prince Zuko. Uh, mm-hmm. Prince Zuko is a disgraced uh, prince who is being, he's like, shun, you know, uh, shunned from his nation by his Fire Lord Ozai dad uh, to find the Avatar. That's, so that's been, like, his, like, driving thing. But his uh, sister, Azula, is the princess and is, like, a prodigy of firebending. She can lightning bend all this stuff. She is a fucking evil, evil character. Yeah. yeah She's, she, like, the like the, nem- the nemesis of Aang's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd say, like, she definitely becomes it. Uh, Very effective. Yeah, and uh, again, showing, you know, women can kick ass and, like, her whole fighting crew that mm-hmm. she has with them. Like, she's overtaken the government of the Earth Kingdom, which is, like, the last stronghold against the Fire Nation. Like, she's just infiltrated and been like, been like hey, you guys all work for me now. Uh, but, like, so, th- yeah, so Katara and Zuko are kind of, like, captured together, and we find Zuko at a point where he's pretty close to, like, kind of changing his ways, he because probably Darth Vader. Yeah, the tension going on a little bit. Yeah, romantic tension between yeah Zuko and because he's like more I age appropriate for her and all that. Yeah, much fear in you. He totally yeah he's totally the like like you were like oh man like like we know you can be good Anakin uh, don't mm. don't do the bad thing and you know we see the choices that he's he's uh, up against. But uh, Azula even has Force Lightning like Palpatine, yeah. so she is the Emperor. <laughs> you, you, and, yeah. And, and so, th- yeah, and, and so because that is happening, that's like the A story, but then we see this very, like, you know, just straightforward training uh, by the this temporary mentor, the Yoda man mm-hmm. uh, of Aang's, and one by one, Aang is uh, instructed how to open his chakras, right? And, like, so he does that up until, of course, like, I, like, recognize all the chakras, and then, like, you get to the very top where... And that's, like, the psychedelic shit starts, right? Like, when you get to um, the final chakra that is uh, your third eye, where you connected... No, the crown chakra, sorry. Mm -hmm. So the third eye is the one penultimate... And then um, the crown chakra is the one that's like connected you to cosmos and to everything, like to, like where you really um, no longer you as a human living in this body, but it's a very like mushroom or any other psychedelic experience of transcendence, right? And for that, you of course have to give up everything that you love, no attachments, and that is something Aang cannot do because he loves. (laughs) He, which is great, right? 
um, and 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 so in, and it's like for children watching this, I think it is very cool for kids to see this, and it's very dark because there is the very beautiful, actually like very beautiful animation of him like sort of traveling in this astral form in 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 the space, and then seeing like the higher version of himself meeting that mm. higher version, and it's like nobody's talking about it; it's just visual representation, and it's his body like lands on the palm of this larger higher version of himself he just gives gives up he's like i i've done everything i've conquered my fears my emotions my past my guilt my shame i cannot give up katara yeah and so he gets like kind of thrown out like in the in the very like kind way but also like okay you cannot become yeah, the avatar that you need to be and like you say like it's it's a very high level thing being explained to their target audience of 10 to 12 year olds. Uh, And I think one of the things that makes me fall in love with stories like this is that they're complex concepts told simply, but not being uh, condescending. And I think that they've even said like in interviews, like they wanted to make sure that they weren't talking down to their audience. Uh, Like this is a kid's show, but we are going to... Kids will catch up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's done with love and like compassion for the characters, which I think takes... You know, uh, on the yeah, like you're saying, very level mm-hmm. one level with the audience, and yeah. very little is caricature uh, about mm-hmm. the show. Um, every single bad guy has a we. You see at some point in the show their humanity or why they are the way they are. So why uh, is why is Azula that way? So she they have. Again, well, I think uh, can we before we move oh, yeah. on from the training session? <laughs> uh, it, it's worth noting that even Yoda says, "Leave now your training, and you will uh, succumb to the dark side." And, then, and in this, he says, "If you leave your training now, you'll never never achieve be the Avatar, the, yeah, or Ultra so Avatar perfect. again." It's exactly that, and I don't. That's not a criticism. <laughs> it's just what we all want to achieve to do smoothly. Like if we could all steal that. Oh. From Star Wars, which is stolen from uh, like samurai movies before it, and stolen yeah, from yeah, Star Wars. Before it. Yeah, exactly. Forbidden but, uh, Fortress or whatever it's called. If you yeah. can do it in yep. a way that we're all still like, yeah, yeah, play Freebird again. Like, we're, <laughs> and that's the, the play the hits. one, right? Like, I just love that shit. Like, and it's a pretty yeah. good mirroring between the A and B story with uh, like. Uh, Aang isn't trying to unblock his chakras so he can feel good. Like he's doing it because he needs to access the Avatar state so he can defeat the Fire Lord and end the Hundred Year War. So he has to choose between that, giving the power to, you know, defend the entire world. He has to choose between that and the, you know, the woman he loves. Because uh, none of it's worth it without your friends and the person you love. And it's a and big, I mean, again, big It is theme, very yeah. psychedelic experience, and Joe and I have had so many conversations. <laughs> have had done so many psychedelics. About psychedelics, yeah. <laughs> like, we've t- we talked so much about it. And part of, like, my psychedelic trips, and maybe for a lot of listeners, too, is, like, where your goal is, like, you've been just so overburdened with the humanity of your, like, daily life. And so you take psychedelics to clear the windshield, um... And Shockers. to, mm-hmm. y- and and then to reach you know or touch on this transcendence of being a cosmic being, nothing to mm-hmm. do with my daily shell, uh, human shell. But then the third act of this is really coming back and the synthesis of your humanity with this hopefully new cleansed transcendent self. 
because we are really both. And even just and becoming so, a better self. And I think that's why the B storyline with Zuko having to choose between he's kind of going on the path of good and following his own path, not following the destiny he's thought he's needed to fulfill by catching the Avatar. So he, ha- he has those two choices to make kind of in parallel to Aang's yeah. two choices. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, his is a little more, uh, I'd say, uh, tangible mm-hmm. goals, but he's still in the Very, yeah, in the search of becoming who you're supposed to be and to becoming, uh, you know, who you were, who you were always path. going to become. Yeah. The choice, right? The hardest thing for every character or... Which again, a kid's show. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, honestly, and like the, that synthesis of like, I mean, it's again, it's been done so many times, but this mm-hmm. like fresh telling, it's an example of very like fresh retelling of the story of no matter how chosen he is, right? Like I'm sure Harry Potter deals with it. I can't remember <laughs> like a billion times, but it is like, it's his friends like Joe saying is that what matters and more more importantly, like, like he's still going to be bound to this earth. Like he cannot serve people without choosing his friends first and putting his friends first before who would he be yeah who would he be if he didn't do it yeah so i mean that's like giving me goosebumps right now again and (laughs) and and i and i and i love that so that's like the episode i was like i fucking love this this is super psychedelic oh my god this is great and of course then katara is the one that sort of saves him Mm -hmm. because he's doesn't have the strength having not achieved and not unblocked all the chakras he doesn't have the strength to um stand up to the fire warriors right uh, yeah to uh, and Zul- everybody Zulander. i mean yeah, yeah they were yeah. screwed mm-hmm. and so and so he is about to like uh, he actually dies in the episode he actually dies i mm-hmm. think i think that he dies because he has this wound on his back mm-hmm. that is like he gets shot through with lightning yeah and he's dead in uh, katar's arms um until uh, she yeah, she uses this um this is going back to the season one finale uh, Katara is gifted at the North Pole uh, uh, water that is like the purest glacial water from the spiritual spring at the North Pole and it's said to have like special properties so if she doesn't have that vial of like this essentially holy water uh, like I said a uh, big thing with water bending is healing if she doesn't have that like he uh, he's kind of gone which uh, she was gonna use on uh, Zuko mm-hmm. yeah yeah, because she has hots for him. Zuko's hot. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With his I, new I hair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> With his <gasps> not. But, yeah, so also greatly connected how it was about to be used on him. It probably still would have been mm-hmm. used on him, and he would have been cleansed if he would have mm-hmm. uh, sided with them. It was It was like it was such a turning point moment of the uh, for his character because uh, we've kind of – been hating him as the enemy for all this time and we're seeing him not as the enemy and we're seeing his own conflict and uh uncle ira who i had talked about before uh i think he is a perfect example of non-toxic masculinity um he is the father figure that uh prince zuko never had and like he's disappointed in the choice that zuko ends up making ultimately um but his he only has ever wanted uh the best for people um and he like where uh prince zuko's actual father the fire lord ozai is about you know that that classic masculinity of like domination and power and trauma the whole yeah (laughs) yeah uh the whole thing with uh firebending is that it's the uh element of power uh 
and it's based on uh, like a northern Shaolin fighting style that's all about big long moves and explosive concussive hits and uh, there's the, a, a big part of fire uh, bending in the story where they discover you know you have been shown that fire is a destructive force and time and time again you see the power that this kind of anti-colonialism imperialism uh, power uh, we've seen it as just a force of destruction but then later you see it uh, as a, a force of life and so uh, uh, Uncle Iroh's journey he f- discovers kind of this thing in the story where they show the where the origin of fire bending comes from and you see all the colors and it's like oh there is this one side of this masculine force that is destructive and powerful but then you see the other side like fire brings warmth and joy and life and you see uncle iroh as like that beacon of like of what masculinity is and can be Mm-hmm. Without negative, the negative. Yeah, that is. Uh, I agree. It is one of the best characters in the show. So I think we should move to the next episode. Um, For sure. The final episode, which is my favorite episode. Because <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" This is like me, like growing from pilot uh, to like Kiyoshi. Okay, mm-hmm. to like really enjoying the season two finale and finally being like, "Whoa, this is pretty <laughs> fucking great!" Like this horror episode mm-hmm. of. So it's the called um, the, puppet the Puppet Master, Master. and it's uh, season three, episode eight. Uh, much darker, I agree with <laughs> compared to the others. So yeah, blood bending. It, yes. Yeah, blood bending. Thanks for uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so. It's we just give it away. Blood bending. Oh my god! Holy shit! Of course, if she can bend water, mm-hmm. there's water in all of us, right? We're like seventy or whatever percent water, and so. This is like almost very self-contained, I think, episode, yes. right? Of this, like it's yeah, like that's w- that's one thing coming off of. I had just watched the previous episode we were talking about into this one, so I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to know what was gonna happen and all that. Mm-hmm. So then going to this one, I was a little disappointed in sure. that way. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, like, like was the long story arc, but mm-hmm. it was so contained in this like crazy fucking scary fairy tale that's very based in the mythology of the show, mm-hmm. right? So, um. The kids, what, meet this older lady? Yes. Sort of like a spirit lady? Sort of like this, like... So she's an ex-water tribe person. Yeah. Yeah. She's like like motherly. She's got long Mm -hmm. gray hair and... But there's something dark and twisted about her. Mm -hmm. There's some secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're Mm -hmm. like... I mean, it's a kid show. You're not like, what? She was evil the whole time? Uh, Like, they kind of are like (laughs) teeing it up a little bit. Uh, Yeah, like like with any... Anything. You you see the clues if you're a savvy watcher. Yeah, uh, savvy. Ooh, you throwing in some some depth on me? Yeah, some Johnny Depp. <laughs> Should we all just go around and do our best Johnny Depps, or is that is that cool to do anymore? Yeah, no, he's <laughs> actually was uh, found not to be abusive. Okay, I, that's the most recent thing I heard, but I feel like I've seen back and forth. Yeah, oh so free Depp. Free up hashtag. Oh boy, we're starting it here. Savvy. <laughs> well, we're here, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So this lady, she has this like, so she has very much like a spirit, right? And spirit in like Japanese, um, like an Shinto oni mythology, uh, or Shinto religion is a lot of times like, it's like could be bad, could be good. You kind of don't know. Like you just have to kind of keep them pleased, right? Like keep them happy. And so, um, 
the kids like Sok- Sokka is very suspicious of her if she's good or not Katara falls for her like as this like motherly grandmotherly figure because she learns that of course she is like a hero of yeah she uh, was you, you get like all of her backstory this character only mm-hmm. exists in this one episode but she was a from the wa- from the water tribe and was captured by the fire nation and <coughs> as was, a young girl as a yeah. young girl and was you know imprisoned for years and you know just like as you can imagine being imprisoned at all uh but she uh realizes uh even though she's being kept in a completely water free zone so she can't bend water uh she realizes uh the water benders get their strength or learned their bending from the moon from the moon spirits the push and pull of the waves uh so one of the things in the lore of the show is in a full moon water benders are super super strong so she learns in her captivity that she on a full moon can control the water in someone can control their blood and basically starting make with them, rats starting with <laughs> and rats en- ending with like people who are her warden or mm-hmm. whatever like her yeah. So she's and this is all kind of set up in the previous episode in a way with um, the Earthbender being like, "Wait, metals? Yeah, Earth? Uh, yeah tough. So it we're definitely gets kind of set up. To Again, that. it goes to that theme of we're all connected, and one doesn't exist without the other, which is very beautiful. There's a lot of those, uh, and, and the thing that I think without before we go too far into like what happens in the uh, episode, um, one thing I think that is again great about the show is the uh, duality of what good is. Um, you know, you in the beginning are forced to, of the show, you're forced to think that the Fire Nation is the evil empire. There is no good in it. There just went domination. Uh, but the show does a really good job of showing that no one nation or no one group is all the way good or all the way bad. We're kind of led to believe for a good while that the Water Tribe, we see them as us, uh, or like they are the good or the goodest uh, of all the nations. Right. Um, Centric, but she is of the uh, water tribe, and she we find out does like some horrendous. She went to things. the dark side. She flipped right? exactly. So um, for her, the trauma that she dealt with, mm-hmm. she couldn't overcome it. Like in in the in the like very Zuko kind of way, right? Like she this trauma that she carried made her flip to the dark lord mm-hmm. side. Absolutely. <laughs> we by the end of the episode, she basically tries to force her evil bloodbending like on people which is like i mean oh, so it's, cool. it's 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 fucking great yeah it's great uh it's dark as shit like i was like watching and i'm like if i saw this as like a 10 year old it would be my favorite it would be my favorite sh- like this episode of like it would be the most impactful thing i've mm-hmm. ever seen because <laughs> i just love horror so much and, and you would that f- is like not campy but like very dark and meaningful oh it's and like actually sinister. terrifying sinister. at times sinister sinister yeah very sinister mm-hmm. uh because it is like a thing where yes like people like the entire air nation has been genocided which is an issue that they talk about which is again mature theme uh but like what it is to be turned evil by the evil done around you uh and that they don't have the you can t- you can you choose your path i mean uh, to the last episode between the choice of what you think is good in the moment what is probably good overall or whatever she is te- daunted or is taken by the power and 
I think, uh, like I've mentioned this kind of, is that they do some uh, kind of homages to different genres. This one definitely has like that kabuki, like oh. evil, like woodland spirit. So in the town that they're in, the villagers are like, oh, people go into the woods and they never come back. It turns out it's the bloodbending woman who is like capturing and like mm-hmm. keeping ca- hostage all of these Fire Nation people because she's mm-hmm. secretly a water tribe. Uh, but there's other episodes where like they do some very like Ronin, like Shogun, uh, like wandering mm-hmm. desert, uh, f- like desert faring. It's kind of uh, flavored episodes where Zuko goes on his own journey and it's just him and he's trying to do good, but people are like, he's a Fire Nation, he's bad. There's. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just I'm genre bending. Yeah. Because to think that, like, this me, like, as a writer, a TV writer, it just makes me think again, like, to think that it all starts with a pilot that is generally, I can describe as pretty weak. Yeah, I would not um, argue against that. It, it is, and, and not to more of a, as a judgment towards the show, but again, as like how important it is and hard to set up the mythology for something like this in the first, you know, freaking 22 minutes of the pilot, whatever what the pilot length is. Mm-hmm. And then like this promise of the engine and just get all the characters right. And it is so hard because, of course, that had to be done for this episode like this to exist, the Puppet Master. But um, what a big <laughs> difference in quality. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. just, it's almost I like just, it's, it is. it's a type of storytelling that doesn't lend itself to good pilots. You know, a great pilot is, hey, the show takes place at a um, taxi we all know what office. it is. Yeah, yeah. we all know. We don't need to get into yeah. like, the mythology of it. Yeah. Every episode is going to be, there's going to be uh, something wrong with this guy and yeah, that guy. Totally know. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then this is really like when a character is defeated, episode 20, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. episode one, you're <laughs> like, oh, they got defeated. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> you it is like an origin so it's too pilot. Bad. Yeah. They do like the origin pilot. They do like they, oh, they uncover him, which is not an often thing. Like a lot of times you just start show already things are happening like even steven universe the his the three alien ladies already live there Mm -hmm. so they drop you when shows already happened he's already happened like the whole setup already happened you know but this show was very important to the very that's why it's like i think book like right that's why it's called chapters yeah and books not uh seasons and episodes Mm -hmm. um and uh you know i applaud to the filmmakers for it, that. it is kind of a lesson in and i don't know which came first the chicken or the egg uh but a lesson in patience and knowing that i have you know three seasons of 20 episodes to do everything i'm gonna do which when you think about it season three episode eight they take they're like we're gonna take a pause here this is a standalone mm-hmm. episode in the like bottle almost like episode yeah, yeah and they do that be. quite a quite a lot um mm where they'd be like, we, we can take our time. We know where we're going, which I think is just a major strength of any show, knowing when the ending is. I mean, how many shows have we fallen in love with and being like, oh, they got ordered for another mm-hmm. couple seasons. Let's re- keep keep it going. We'll throw some other shit in there. Yeah, that uh, show does benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder now, like when you have a lot of more streaming shows that have the benefit of doing different episode lengths, you see a lot more shows that they do start with an hour and a half long episode. And then they start to get into different... Yeah, I mean, to get into everything out in 22 minutes must have been such a challenge. And And set up the tone. And and they didn't necessarily even get everything out in the 22 minutes. It's a two-parter, really. That that, not that... Technically, the pilot pilot is a two-parter. I don't know, but I saw the 22-minute version. 
And um, it was definitely enough to get the three main characters, Zuko and the uncle, and be like, uncle's probably a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, the cute cat boss-like creature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cat boss-like. Like, almost like an homage to the point of like, hey, that's the reason I'm going to stop watching the show. Yeah. Because it's ripping it off, but I didn't. Um, but it's very sweet. And, um, yeah, and then, like, okay, so there's the whole Game of Thrones map going on that mm-hmm. I'm going to be or Lord dun, of the Rings dun, or any dun, of that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the last Which, I mean, if we want to talk about, like, uh, that's everything we've been I'm saying, like, knowing when you're going to end and the value of being, like, well, we're going to go right to here versus, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like how much are we going to try to shovel in quickly before the end or, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not sure where everyone... I don't know if you guys have talked about the Game of Thrones on this uh, show before, not but... No, it's, it's, an hour, it's an hour, it's in the books, but... Oh. So, I, I, we only have, like, 15 minutes left. Because oh, and I could, I could keep on going. But yeah. <laughs> this has been amazing, and I want to, us to... Um, unless you guys are something else you feel like we need to cover, I want to move on to the ratings, because I feel like that would be very exciting, and David has never done the ratings with Ooh, us. Yes. That would be nice. Okay. I, d- I do want to say real quick that I didn't yes. talk about that I think is worth talking about, is there are some very sad heartfelt tear-jerking moments in this show Mm. which i mean is probably not a huge surprise but i know that Mm -hmm. there are the avatar fans out there who'd be like how come you didn't mention the tales of bossing say or you know like like there are some or the uh, appa's journey like there's an email that i don't know it but i know (laughs) it's always in the description of the podcast so write Uh, it to us and maybe we'll bring david again and talk about other episodes lean your head out the window and just shout towards us and we'll get it shout towards (laughs) us (laughs) Uh, just wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, um, yeah. And my husband, by the way, uh, immediately, like, Jay, when he saw me watch, because first he was, like, he, like, always overhears me, like, watching, like, research for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, what are you watching? And I know, because it's always, like, <laughs> what are you watching? And he was, like, what are you watching? Like, and, and then, but then, like, he saw, and, like, his eyes were, like, respect. He's, like... I haven't seen a lot of it, or he hasn't seen any of it, but his best friend, Dave Massey, uh, co-host of Jay's podcast as well, uh, the Ween Pod Satan, I think. <laughs> but yeah, well, like Dave is also Dave. Uh, <laughs> all the Daves are fans of this show. Like, it's a prerequisite guess, so. when you are named this. You, yeah, the shout doctors out say to you, he will like this, <laughs> this show. So it's out there, and uh, you know, grown men are in love with the show, so it's good to know. Yeah, if, there, if there's like two things that I like, if, I, if you get me drunk at a bar and you're trying to get like me to like, like the owl go off on a rant about, it's trying to convince some random person that this is a worthwhile yeah. show and you won't oh miss my God, it. Perfect. And then I try to also pitch that. Do you have a bidet? That's the other option. I am I am a champion That's of the, the bidet product. Short version of that. I love it. Maybe like a, a bonus <laughs> episode. <Yeah. laughs> um, all right. So we're going to go to ratings. And I know uh, this is Ooh, yeah. can be a very confusing part of this uh, of this podcast. But we what we do here in the last chapter is a chapter, to use the word chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we um, take each individually. And you'll see, David, us doing that before you get to do yours. Um, take this show and rate it against a similar, in this case, show uh, or movie. Anything you want. It's up to you. It's your scale. On the 10-point scale of uh, something that I love or don't love and where that thing is located and where does today's topic fall on the scale. So you'll see what it okay. is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like I, think I, I think I get it. a better way to explain this. <laughs> it's so complicated. All right, so... 
Uh, so if my 10 scale is, I, you know, it's hard for me because I don't know if I should take Miyazaki or I should take Ooh. Steven Universe for this Ooh. one. Oh. Yeah, because if I take <laughs> Miyazaki and I take like, look, if I take Miyazaki and I take freaking Nausicaa of the Ballad of the Wind, which is like one of my favorite, I think it's probably my favorite movie of all time. Like it just speaks to me mythologically, <laughs> like on my DNA like level. Nausicaa is 10, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna Top throw tier. Steven. I'm gonna throw <laughs> Steven Universe in there as well, even though I feel yeah. like it's not fair. <laughs> but I feel like Steven Universe is like a six point five because it's still like a little childish and um, and uh, it is sometimes a little too simplistic in that maybe that way of like, well, they're not pushing boundaries in the, like the maturity sense as much, maybe, maybe as the Avatar, maybe to mm-hmm. me. So Avatar would be probably eight. Ooh. So pretty high. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe. All right. This is a hard one to do. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm right. so interested, yeah. <laughs> See, we love the this anime section. man. <laughs> I'll do man. some... An, I, I will do an anime that's oh. a hero's journey-esque mm-hmm. and a little comedic Yu Yu Hakusho, which I think okay. has more episodes than this. Sure. Or something. Let's say that's a ten. Okay. Uh, shout out to you, Boom. fans of the show, because I don't know <laughs> what it is, but no, we knew I wasn't gonna know what. Very it is, good. So. It's yeah. about a high school rascal who dies and gets assigned to be the spirit detective. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's cool as shit. Is it American oh, man. or Japanese? It's an anime. Okay. Okay. I just started watching Attack on Titan, so that's. Oh, well, that's. I just got taken to. So that's that my level of. Yeah. All right. So if that's a ten, I will say this is an eight. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Great. All right, David. I feel like okay. I I feel like I've done. If if I can at least get someone a little bit interested. It's a good show. I think I'm. I might. If I had kids, I'd have them watch it. I yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I would suggest it, especially for anybody like my uh, my nephew. I'd tell him to watch it. Like a ten year old, maybe not like a four year old. Yeah. Mm Yeah, and I'll probably w- try to watch the episode after whatever the season two or chapter two finale, mm-hmm. just to see mm-hmm. what's up. And we'll see if I continue watching it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, David, what about you? So where I would put it in the grand scheme of things. Uh, yeah, throw in something else that is dear to your heart. Maybe Lord of the Rings. Like, honestly, it's up to you. Like, you can throw in, you know, 9 to 5, uh, the comedy show from a uh, movie from 1980. Like, I don't care what it is. Sure. Uh, I'll put it up against... Uh, you know, as far as like great stories told, I will put it up against Lord of the Rings. Um, nice. I strong, strong because here's and here's where I'll put it up against that. It's a it's a tough comparison because I will argue that Tolkien maybe what or his style was older and a little the narrative mm-hmm. is a little tougher to get. Mm-hmm. But what for me wins with Tolkien is the expanse of the world like expanse mm-hmm. of like that there's something like nine thousand years up. of history that you can go into and like languages and all this stuff mm-hmm. um and just lore uh in general um good lore good lore i will put it against token who is my demigod mm-hmm. i'll give it a nine against that oh good oh, wow. i'll give it a nine I against love that. when the guest gives a higher rating because <laughs> it's, it's always it's weird intricate. <laughs> yeah. it's intricate. when Joe and I like do like an eight, which doesn't actually happen that often at all, and Ooh. then we see the guests do like a seven. We're like, 
so why are you on the <laughs> yeah. show? I think I, I think I did that to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, with my one cut of the dead episode. Shout out yeah, to Yeah, that that's true. Yeah. I do remember that. But uh but this is this is this is good. All right. Um great. Well I think dude, I I, I don't know if I'll watch it, but I wanna watch this mm-hmm. show. I don't know if I will, but I want to is, And is, I is get it with all there is a thousand and one things to be watching right now. That uh, like it's like oh, Although I nothing s- new is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's plenty of uh, like Netflix has been killing it with movies, VOD yeah. stuff. But there is Docu- so much series. stuff. I haven't watched one episode of uh, season two Umbrella Academy, and I was like, you know what? It's just like one percent not good enough to take sure. my time because there's and too much stuff. And that's all it is, mm-hmm. isn't? That, oh my god, how hard is it, right? So like for execs, like. Uh, I don't know. Shout out to you, my execs. <laughs> please buy our stuff. Yeah. Oh, please buy our stuff, guys. Somebody reach out. All right. Uh, David. Yes. Um, where can we follow you, find you? What's going on? What's been... What's, what's so I don't the, have really anything at the moment because yes, everything's on fire. I am not surprised. Uh, but uh, I am working on, as we mentioned at the beginning, I am a kind of whiskey enthusiast. Oh. Uh, and I'm kind of me and so my friend are working on starting our own little uh, whiskey tasting podcast and live stream type thing. Very cool. So awesome. Hopefully, we'll be on the lookout for that in the next month or so. Please so. let us know. We'll put it in the description of this episode. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Even retroactively too. If, if yeah. you, you know. Perfect. Um, wh- what is the whiskey you're drinking now? So, ooh, this is a Glen Allocky. It's a Scotch. Uh, mm. It is a 46 percent. Uh, non-chill filter, no color added, space side, uh, which for me is like wow. top notch. I love me. I'm already <laughs> signed up for this podcast. Space, just based on what you just said. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already a fan. <laughs> oh, and I can, I can talk your ear off on it and oh, bore you to man. tears. You get real inside baseball. That's awesome. Oh, and Yo, another thing I do want to say oh, is that what this. Oh, I was just gonna say, what just else? Avatar has the most satisfying ending, and I think that I didn't talk about that enough. Like as far as the uh, how it wraps up. So and I, you know what? Let's not because yeah. maybe we will watch the rest. Totally. Of the show. You never. And know. I assume you mean James Cameron's Avatar, which oh, we also oh. didn't touch on. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like not like making too many comparisons to that. Thank God we didn't do oh. any. Or <laughs> yeah. Facebook Avatar. No, thank you. Yeah. Joe, what's going on with you? Uh, well, we were talking about anime a bunch and animation, so check out robotblackbeltchampion.com. You could read my comic for free. Ooh. Uh, soon it's going to be up on Kindle and uh, to purchase paper copies. That's awesome. Uh, and you know what? One thing a bunch of my Patreon people are getting are paper copies for their patronage. I'm excited. So you can go to patreon.com slash Cabello. Also, you'll uh, very soon get the first 10 pages of my horror graphic novel. So there's horror. a lot to get over there. Please there's go There's a lot over going that. on with Joe Cabello. Um, oh, everything's quiet over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing. Not even on social media. So what I do, guys, want you to do, please, please rate this podcast. Um, please send us uh, a little DM or a little shout-out of any sort. Email. I don't have any of the information where we at but you can see it on the description of this episode mm. if you really want to reach out you will find us yeah. <laughs> you will find us please do we want to interact so bad or Thank you know you so what much. come through me I'll what? make sure that everyone knows you guys <laughs> find right. me I will be the find intermediary find David on his whiskey podcast and then he'll direct you to this podcast Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to start awesome. this podcast in every episode like pitch your podcast first <laughs> 
<laughs> David, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you show. for having me. It's oh. a pleasure. Yeah, Joke real nice to see you guys. Yeah, so good to see you. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the improv team together. Seems like only a couple when of years was ago, that? but it's been like probably ten years. I'm probably not. It's, but it was a while been, ago. It was like it seven was a while. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. It's insane, guys. <laughs> With good old Drew Coolidge. Oh, Drew Coolidge. I think he's in Austin, Texas. He is. He's got a, a child, I believe. Oh. Yeah. What a cute child it must be. Of course. Coolidge child. Uh, good dude. Good dude. Uh, thank you, Joe, for co-hosting with me, or hosting, I should say, because you're just yeah. a whole part of me. It is my favorite thing. I'm right. I'm very glad I got to talk to you, who is a, a an anime fan, because I'm always curious how it like hits with like the the real anime yeah, people. The Definitely real, yeah, a fan. I wouldn't say I'm an otaku, but I am okay. a fan. Okay. Cool. All right. There you go. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for artwork. Wife of Dave Massey, who we mentioned early on this episode. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at ShutUpILoveIt1. Thank you, Bry Walker, for this amazing music. And thank you for listening. <laughs>